0: Hey everyone, I hope that all is well after a week of being off, I spent some time first for my birthday away and then I wanted to take the five days afterwards uh, to just spend time with my girlfriend and to travel. Uh, So Gabby and I went to Sao Paulo and we spent five days there and then came back got settled back in and got ourselves reoriented and such and that's where I find myself now in uh the second to last day of my vacation before I reached the weekend before I get back to work next week and all went well to be honest I enjoyed the time away and also learned a lot about myself and about my own perceptions It's quite curious for me to travel now in the way that I have been, as it diverges quite a lot from the way that I've traveled previously in my life. The way that I've traveled previously has always been very self driven, it's been very individual, it's been very personal and alone, to be frank. Although I would go and see people and spend lots of time with other people. It was often done on my terms. And doing so on my terms allowed me to call the shots. And it makes the experience quite different when you decide to not be the person who calls all the shots. When you allow someone else to have the autonomy and to take ownership. It's... A challenge to to do that because it, it takes time to adjust it takes time to learn how to be and to go somewhere with somebody else because that somebody else is not you and it requires a certain give and take aspect of working together to try to find the best way ahead and then it also requires you to come together on the back end to figure out what's the best way forward after you've had that experience That's certainly coming down the pike for Gabby and I. Um, But nevertheless, that's a fundamental component, at least in my view. And this experience was a really good one because it's led me to a lot of really important thoughts that I wanted to come back to. Thoughts of realizations that I had when I had traveled Uh, In 2018 and 2019, the earlier, early middle slash middle of this podcast, actually, up to this point, I should say. It will, at the end of the day, end up being a very, very early point if I continue this ahead, which I likely will. The many learnings that I had about myself and about cultures and about peoples and about places. Going to Sao Paulo, I certainly had certain perceptions of the city that I developed through my experience there. Yet, those perceptions were often cloaked inside of the nature of the experiences that I had and the very, very specific types of experiences that I had that at the end of the day are likely not entirely generalizable, but one can certainly take a shot at giving their own perception of their time there and what they learned. And I certainly did that in Sao Paulo. and It's curious because I've been based in Rio, and that is quite a different place from Sao Paulo, to be honest. Rio is a place, although it is also a large city, metropolitan center, One of the biggest cities in the hemisphere. It's a different place due to many factors. And I noticed that those many factors seem to give the city a different sort of vibe and a different feel. And some of those factors that I realized were things like the easy connectedness to nature. Also, the colors of the city. Closeness to the sea, the vibrance of the people and the way that people dress, and also the general feeling of the people. In Sao Paulo, it's certainly more gray, more rectangular. It's bigger, and it's a city that is known for being a financial center rather than a cultural center. And a center that focuses on various different elements. Sao Paulo is certainly the city of money and financial generation of Brazil. And people often move there from other parts of the country in order to try to make a better living, in order to try to make more money to ascend in their careers. But the perception that I had is that it's a hard place if people don't grow up there and if they're not raised there for people to move there and to start to feel like that is home. And that is really curious for me as I think people can feel like they're at home in Rio. They can look at the beach. They can look at the beautiful mountains. They can look at the beautiful lake. They can look at the historic... Parisian-esque buildings that they have around the city and say, this is a city with character. This is me. This is where I live. This is where I'm from. And it's, it's hard to get that perception from Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo is a city that is really, as I said, gray and rectangular. It's also a city with less of that cultural feeling that Rio has. Especially with Rio's associations with music, samba, etc. And all of this goes to say that these are just initial perceptions that I had of the city, which bring me to a larger point. And that larger point is we are so often easily shaped by the structure of the experiences that we have and the structure that we give to the experiences that we have, along with the different elements of those experiences and how you come into that experience. My experience with Sao Paulo was framed by my lack of knowledge about the city. My frame of Sao Paulo was framed by my lack of cultural understanding of Sao Paulo in the history of Brazil in the context of Brazil, in the context of Latin America. I went to the city without really having a full, solid grasp of the culture and of how the city itself played into the development of the country, how the city itself sits in the history of the country and of the continent itself. I didn't go to Sao Paulo with a really solid understanding of the literature and the different books that have been written from the view of someone from Sao Paulo. I didn't have any of that, which I've had in plenty of other places that I've visited before. I've had that in a place like London. I've had that in a place like Barcelona. I've had that in a place like Madrid. I've had that in a place like Paris. Well, you go there and you get it and you get it because of the background that you have. And additionally to the background that you have, it has a lot to do with the people. As I've talked on this podcast before about the concept of home, the concept of belonging, it's fundamental to connect with others. It's fundamental to know others and it's fundamental to be able to be with others who you know, love and trust, to have a feeling of home and to have a feeling that you belong somewhere. And when you travel somewhere, it can be a challenge to go there and to really feel like that's your place, especially without those elements that I just mentioned. The five days that we spent there was certainly short, and with it being short, it doesn't really open up too many opportunities to really connect in this way. And that's something that I tremendously value if I am to see a place as a place that could be like home. That could be a place that touches and grabs my heart. So I think that those cultural, historical, linguistic aspects combined with these personal, social matters are what really go into how much someone can like a place when they go there. How much a place can really connect with them and how much value they can take away from an experience in that place. And in being in Sao Paulo, I was with Gabby, of course, which always helps and makes things better. Nevertheless, there is this other point of, oh, well. Who are you with all the time? Do you, how much cultural and historical knowledge do those people have? And what connection do you have to the people that you're with? What kinds of things are you doing? How much vulnerability and coming to know and understanding is taking place in this process? It's a curious and challenging thing to think through fully. Yet I think it's important. And as I started this episode with, it's funny to compare to my previous traveling experiences. It's funny to compare these things where in the past I've certainly felt like I was the driver. I was in the front seat and there was even a divider between me and the person sitting next to me. That's a bit extreme of an example, but I was certainly in the driver's seat, making the choices and calling the shots. And if you know yourself and you know yourself fairly well, when you're in the driver's seat and you're calling the shots, you can really enjoy it. You can really have an amazing time. And I've done that before in my experiences in Europe, and Colombia, and Mexico. I've had incredible experiences in doing these things and going to these places because I got to pick everything that I was doing. And in a relationship, it's new. It's a challenge. It's tricky to to figure out who is driving, whose role it is to drive, whose role it is to dictate. Who gets to say yes, who gets to say no. How do you work these things out? How do you manage your time together, so that you can both enjoy it, even though you're both different people. This is new. This is different for me. This is an experience which I liked, but it was different. Or I should say, and it was different. I liked it, and it was different. It's curious because Gabby and I have gotten to travel together before where she came and visited my family for a week in February 2020 and then we spent that following week together in New York City and I really felt like I was driving the ship there. And a lot of the things that we were doing, I certainly asked Gabby if she wanted to do them, but it was mostly me who drove that ship. And I like that. I like driving the ship. I like putting the plan together. I like executing That's who I like to be, what I like to do, and all of that certainly includes the incorporation of what other people want to do and how they want to do it, but fitting it into a plan, fitting it into the scheme and executing that scheme, I relish in that, I think. In Brazil, I've struggled to really understand what my role is in, in all of that, as I guess my assumption with Gabby coming to visit my home was well, she's coming here. She is the guest. I will guide and set everything up and have everything prepared for her versus me coming here has been different. I have not known if I should be the one who drives, especially living in a house that is not mine or that I didn't grow up in, being in a place where I don't have that cultural understanding, I don't have the linguistic totality that i have in say spanish and english i don't have the yeah. historical context and all of that is particularly inhibiting for me because i've come to really appreciate those factors when i put myself in the driver's seat it's um It's not the easiest thing to try to figure out your role when you don't want to tell someone else what your own role is because you feel like it's not your own place to do so. And yet there is that other side of, hey, well, if you don't tell me what my role is, what the heck am I supposed to do here? And that's what I feel like sometimes. It's just that this role that I have is not clearly defined Not by myself nor by the people who I'm here living with. Because it seems like even their roles are not fully organized. And at the same time as I say all of this, I completely acknowledge that. I grew up in a culture and and a context in which everyone's role was pretty well defined. Because we all lived them. And I had a mom who drove. And she drove really well. In terms of dictating who's going to get stuff done, how are things going to get done, and how are we going to plan things, who's going to do what, when are we going to go here, how are we going to do this. My mom was really great at that, and she certainly worked well with my dad to organize those things. It wasn't always pretty, but it always worked. And my mom's default is always to do. She always takes care of things for you, whether you're expected to do it and just hadn't done it yet or you're not expected to do it and nobody knows. My mom's default was always to just do it and to get it done and to fix it up and to get it planned, get it arranged. I certainly have that feeling inside of myself but when I come into a new context, it's not easy to fully adjust. It's not easy to wrap my head around that. It's not easy to get my head in the place where I'd like it to be so that I can take that step up and say hey I want to do this I want to do that because when you're in a new place and you don't know what your role is and you don't have the full extent of cultural and historical context that you would like to have it's hard to not feel like you might be stepping on toes because I like to know I don't like to make an assumption I like to know and when I don't know that ambiguity can be a challenge for me and it's not an ambiguity that i particularly like yet it's one that i need to learn how to deal with and what i'm coming to learn is that the best way to deal with that ambiguity is to just try to do things and to not really care about stepping on someone else's toes but to have them tell you when you are doing just that is there a lot of challenge to that is there a lot of Discomfort in that, a hundred percent. But you only have so many options in a certain circumstance. And you do what you can with what you have. Rather than focusing on what you don't have and crying and sitting and complaining about what you don't have, which I kind of feel like I'm doing here in this episode, but whatever. It's um it's a process it's a lot of learning it's a lot of mental exercise to do all of this in a language that's not my own and that I don't think that I have a lot of strength in comparison to English and Spanish or what I used to have in Spanish I should say It's a lot of learning to go away, to come back, to do all of this, to have all the conversations that I've been having with Gabby and to observe her family, to observe her friends, to observe myself in all of these contexts and to look at myself for what I am and the way that my environment is influencing me. It's curious because I I do have this ideal of wanting to be self-transcendent, which in my own meaning is someone who is who he is, he knows who he is, he knows who he wants to be, he is who he wants to be, no matter the environmental influences. Yet I do find myself being so influenced by my environment here. And that environment is certainly shaping me into something which is different. Something with which I am familiar yet also unfamiliar. I recognize things that I would like to be more of within that model. And as I've said, it's a challenge to work through that, yet it's an important challenge to work through. It's a challenge which possesses a great deal of value. It's a challenge which I personally like to think that I can take in stride. And that's what I'm trying to do here. In this podcast, working through these ideas, talking through these ideas, talking through these experiences, writing about these experiences in my journal, running and letting my mind just run and move through all of these things and these ideas, taking time off, and in taking time off, just allowing myself to observe my thoughts as they go, allowing myself to observe myself. From a place outside of my own head rather than being stuck so far deep inside of it. It's a long, winding journey. At times I feel like I'm reverting to old habits that I had and then discovering that I need to learn the same lesson that I've learned previously, but that's... Also, when I say it out loud, the story of my life, a life in which I've meandered and found myself learning something and then going through life, finding myself in a situation in which I'm not able to use that learning or apply that learning as easily as I did before. And then learning how to do it again in a different context and having a stronger piece of my identity formed through that loss and regain Because when you lose something and then you regain it, you know what it felt like to lose it. When you know what what it felt like to lose it, you take it less for granted when you get it back. And I guess that for me, that's something that I need to do more of than maybe the average person or maybe not. Maybe we all go through this and I'm just ignorant. All in all, it's a time of learning to put myself in a very different context in which I'm not comfortable, in which I am a person with whom I'm not 100% familiar. And that's okay. It takes time to learn about yourself, and it takes putting yourself in strange and unknown environments to do so. And that's all okay. I'm on my way, that's all I'll say I'm on my way thanks for listening, it means a lot this was a certainly meandering episode yet I think that there was a lot here which I've really needed to get off of my chest in this fashion and I hope that you've found it valuable because of that vulnerability and openness in the meantime, take care of yourself I'll be back soon. Cheers.